Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. To recap the trade deadline, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Heath Cummings, and we are recapping what was not the most uh, exciting NFL trade deadline of all time. There were some big names that got traded a couple of defensive ends from the Washington Commanders, Montez Sweat to Chicago, Chase Young to the 49ers. And then the most interesting ones for our purposes aren't really all that interesting, but we'll start with Joshua Dobbs getting traded to the Minnesota Vikings. He is not going to start in week nine. I did. I wrote a piece on CBSports.com and I basically said it's unlikely, but maybe he'll get up to speed. But do you expect Joshua Dobbs to be the starter in week 10 and beyond for the Minnesota Vikings? He's a rocket scientist. He'll probably learn the the, the offense by, by halftime. He'd probably just sit there I and mean, watch did, and observe. Last year, he did yeah. start for the Titans like six days after signing with them. Right. So yeah, he could do this. I think he'll be a quick learn. Yeah. Um, I would expect that he will start week 10, yes, or the, their next game after week 9 for sure. Uh, week 10 is their next game. Okay. Their bye is not until week 13. They've got the Falcons this week. Then the Saints in week 10, that's a pretty tough one. But then at Broncos versus Chicago in weeks 11 and 12 before the bye, where are you going to be ranking? I mean, Jordan Addison, I, I imagine TJ Hawkinson's just going to be a starter no matter who. The uh, quarterback is in week nine, at least in part, because we've actually got this is the one position that's really affected by uh, buys and injuries this week. I think five of my top 12 from last week are out of the rankings right now. So TJ Hawkinson, a no doubt starter. Does Jordan Addison still remain in the starting caliber range for you with Joshua Dobbs? I th- yeah, I think um, this Dobbs signing is probably really helps TJ Hawkinson in mm. comparison to the Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins, Sean Mannion trio that it could have been. Dobbs had the second highest tight end target rate in the NFL so far this season. So I think it'd be good for Hawkinson. Dobbs also had the second highest off target rate in terms of throws this season. He averaged 5.9 yards per attempt, has a touchdown rate of three. Those are both terrible and better than his career averages. So yeah, I. Mean, I I don't think this is good for Jordan Addison. I, I, he's a, a low-end number three wide receiver until Jefferson comes back and then a flex. The thing with Dobbs is he's been competitive. He's kept the Cardinals more competitive, I think, than anybody expected, but not necessarily because he's a great passer. He's been making plays with his legs. He's, he has he's three, a bad passer. He has three rushing touchdowns. I think he's <laughs> averaging 32 yards 
uh, per game as a rusher. But here's where I think the biggest thing is with Jordan Addison. I, when you look at wide receivers who have at least 11 air yards per target and 40 targets on the season. So you're talking about 22 guys in that mix. Jordan Addison currently has the third best catch rate among those players, 69.2%. Kirk Cousins has been really, really good this season. Uh-huh. Marquise Brown uh, is down at 55% catch rate yeah. on his target. So I, I think that tells you where Jordan Addison's going to be, where it's likely to be. And I, I think he's probably a, a better talent than Marquise Brown, if not necessarily a much better player right now. But yeah, it probably makes him more of a boomer bust wide receiver three where you're still betting on downfield targets from a talented player. It's just it puts him more in maybe like the Gabe Davis range of the rankings moving forward, at least for me. And that's kind of it as far as uh, offensive players who were traded. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones got traded to Detroit. I I think that probably makes it a little less likely that Jamison Williams has that breakout we're hoping for, right? I mean, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is standing in your way, then the breakout wasn't ever coming in the first place, I don't think. That's probably fair. Let's talk uh, biggest winners at the deadline. Uh, I would say the biggest winners are TJ Hawkinson and the commander's passing game. Because the commander's defense is likely the, to be. They a lot already worse. could not cover anyone. Their only hope was sacking the quarterback before the receiver yeah. got open, which takes about two seconds against that secondary. Sam Howell leads the NFL with 46 dropbacks per game already. I, he's my favorite to lead the NFL in pass attempts from this point forward. Even with the like 60 sacks that he's going to take the rest of the way? Yeah. I mean, he, that's the thing is those sacks are so ridiculous, but it's just as like he's only at the third highest sack rate. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll also throw out, you mentioned this before the show, because Edwards, you know, there, there yeah. were a, a lot of rumors about the Ravens looking to add a running back. They didn't end up making any kind of moves. So Gus Edwards remains the lead back here. I, I think he's still like an RB2. You know, I know he's had some big games the last couple of weeks, but very, very touchdown dependent. And Russell Wilson, um, like he's been a top 10 fantasy quarterback so far this season. And there was real risk. He was going to lose Judy or Sutton, we thought, and he gets to keep both of them. Yeah, he's on a bye this week. But if you are looking for your Kirk Cousins replacement, go see if Kurt Russell Wilson gets dropped this week and and I'd make sure to stash him. He is down below 30 pass attempts per game, so that's not ideal. But, yeah, he, he's probably a, a solid one. And then who's the biggest loser from the trade deadline? Um, Patrick Mahomes? Still, yeah. still, still doesn't have a wide receiver? He's still pretty good, though. Hopefully. Wasn't very good last week. I, I think that was more about the, the flu. I think he was uh, Cooper uncharacteristically off. What was that? Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, Matthew Stafford's uh, thumb injury doesn't keep him out too long. He's both day-to-day and a candidate for injured reserve as of the the most recent reporting. So hopefully uh, we get some details about that in the coming days. Commander's DST? Probably shouldn't have been starting them before this, but uh, yeah, you definitely won't be moving forward. All right. (laughs) There we go. That's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow.
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.